Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Club Junkie Podcast. I'm back, baby. Week off from vacation. I tried to get a podcast going last week. It just didn't happen. Uh, I apologize for that. I uh, just didn't have a whole lot of time, but I'm back. Excited. Been playing some golf. Let's get at it. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know this episode brought to you, of course, by Titleist and the Pro V1, Pro V1X golf balls. For the best in the world, the goal is to improve every day. Same goes for all of us dedicated to this game, and it starts with choosing the golf ball you can trust. The Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X have set the standard for performance, and now they just got better. Again. Both models are engineered with high-gradient core technology that delivers lower long-game spin for more distance and more consistent flight. And of course, you can expect that trusted drop-and-stop greenside control, so important to shooting lower scores. Pro V1 is the best combination of distance, spin, and feel in the game, and delivers a penetrating ball flight, where Pro V1X, my ball, flies a little higher, spins a little more in the short game, while still giving you low spin and longer shots to maximize your distance. Outperform your best. Learn more about the new Pro V1 and Pro V1X at Titleist.com. Check them out. I was playing a good amount of Pro V1X uh, last week. Um, played a, a decent amount of golf. I think I played four times since I talked to you guys last, uh, which is pretty huge. So, um, yeah, last week, took the week off, uh, as I usually do, for 4th of July. Spent the time with my family, uh, immediate family, my brothers, my dad, my parent, or my parents, all that. So had a great time, um, and it was nice. Just to uh, had some great weather, just hung out, relaxed, a little uh, swimming in the lake with the daughter, and you know playing in the sand, building some sandcastles, letting her smash them, and uh, and playing a little golf, which is always uh, always awesome. So it was uh, a great great uh, week off. Needed it, uh, and just had a great uh, great time. So. Yeah, it was uh, a good one. Uh, I've done some uh, before. Getting to my my golfing adventures, which uh, again I think I played four times in the uh, the time I was gone. Um, we'll kind of get up to date on a couple little things, uh, I guess. I know I posted. If you follow follow me on Instagram at uh, Club Junkie Pod, which I'll shamelessly plug, I guess. Uh, I would love to get to like ten thousand followers by the end of the year, and I'm at like eighty two hundred. So it's like 1,800 more uh, I just need, and I think it's doable. I think I can do it in six months. Uh, I know it's like kind of like not the loftiest goal, but uh, I think it's definitely possible to do. So hopefully, if you're not following me, follow me there. Uh, I try to post a good amount of stuff with you know new gear that comes out and all that. I just posted the, a little video, uh, a reel of the new PXG Battle Ready 2 putters. Uh, they sent me a bad attack to, or bad attack, and a Brandon. Uh, so I got both those. They have the new grips, M16 shafts new diamond uh, face on them, all that stuff. So I'm going to get those uh, starting out. I'm going to get those out on Thursday. Uh, I've been putting them around a little bit down here. Uh, I'm actually filming, I'm actually recording this on Tuesday night. Um, just, you know, the night was doing stuff. Um, my wife has a book that she wanted to read because it's due back uh, to the library like tomorrow or something. So she's, you know, buried in her Kindle. So I was like, all right, let's just go uh, go record. And, you know, I'm kind of itching from, uh, from missing last week. So if you... Uh, Follow me there. Uh, like I said, I posted a reel on the the new PXG putters, which uh, look pretty cool. They had some cool tech to them, so I'm excited to get those out and roll them. I've been rolling them down here a little bit uh, today. They showed up uh, yesterday afternoon, so I got some photos and all that. There's some photos in the Golf the Beer X forums. I did a little reel at, at Club Junkie Pod, and uh, they look pretty good. So if you've been a fan of 
the PXG putters, uh, they, these ones uh, look pretty cool. And I do say I love the head covers they did with like the darkness skull, uh, which I, I, I'm, I'm going to admit, I, I don't remember the actual meaning to it with the 26 and all that. I know it's something to do with the military, but uh, very cool head covers uh, on them as well. Um, hopefully, uh, as I'm sitting here, I'm not going to bleed. If you're watching this on YouTube, which you can, if you search Golf the BRX Radio, uh, if you, <laughs> hopefully I don't bleed to the side of my hat. I was leaning over to pick something off the floor and just smacked my head. Uh, the corner, like my temple, right on the corner of my Mitchell bending machine, uh, just on the corner of the plate uh, that's there, and just smacked it and was bleeding a little bit. Uh, so I should probably be in concussion protocol, but I'm all good. And, uh, yeah, so a few things going on. Like I said, new PXG putters going there. Super excited as well. I got the new VA composites. Sinister shaft. I've got the driver shaft. I've been playing that a little bit uh, last week. I'll probably do a show on it next week because uh, also they sent me uh, – just one uh, of the 110 iron shaft. They're making an iron shaft as well. They sent me the 110 gram version, uh, which is really cool. I'm, that's getting going to get glued up uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, I'll probably glue that up tomorrow and uh, and play with it uh, some more. Uh, the driver shaft so far, though, has been, uh, been really, really solid. I got some new irons. Um, I don't know if I can talk about them yet. I'm waiting. I, I emailed the place. They've been posted online. They're, uh, um, you know, of a company that, uh, that, that makes... They've been seen on tour, been seeing photos, people have shown them online, uh, I don't know why I couldn't, but I, I want to make sure before I talk anything about them, uh, but I've got uh, some new irons there that I'm super excited to to, to play, uh, they showed up uh, again, uh, I think Friday when I was gone they showed up, so they're here, well, let's say it's a pretty cool combo set, I'm pretty excited for it, and then uh, yeah, I think the rest of uh, my stuff has just been kind of going strong, um, the other thing I'll, I'll, I'll let you know that I've kind of been... Uh, getting into i know i talked about uh you know i'm a club guy and love building my own stuff and i know i posted a thing on on instagram about uh the 3m uh kind of trying some new epoxy which is this uh dp 8410 ns uh so dp 810 i think it's dp 810 810 is the stuff they use on all the tour vans so 810 comes in cartridges super expensive like 50 bucks a bought uh, for a, like a 50 milliliter cartridge um, but this is stuff they use in all the tour vans. Uh, it's super, super strong. Uh, it's a great epoxy, all that. It's just wildly expensive. They don't care on the tour vans because, you know, it's for the tour pros and they don't want a head flying off, you know, in the middle of uh, in the middle of a tournament. So they use the best and they don't care what it costs. For me, and 50 bucks is kind of a lot for a small cartridge. So I was doing some research and there's a, some awesome stuff in the, the Golf Tour forums uh, about some people using other epoxies and, and things like that. Uh, and a lot of guys were talking about uh, DP8410 uh, NS, which is uh, another, I guess it's a, it's, it's actually a, an acrylic adhesive uh, instead of being epoxy, but it's two-part, uh, and I was so I was going to mess with it. Uh, I had to go find a gun because it actually is a 10-in-1, uh, when, you, when you spread it, it's a 10-in-1 or 10-to-1 uh, ratio, which is pretty interesting because it's, it's actually, if you look in here, if you're on YouTube, it's blue and kind of a tan color. Uh, and the stuff kind of stinks. <laughs> I guess it's non-toxic, but it does kind of stink. Um, but it's really weird when you when you shoot uh, epoxy out of a, a 10 to 1 cartridge, a ratio cartridge, because there's so little uh, of the one, the blue in this case, the light blue uh, portion. Such a little bit comes out that it's just, it's weird to look at. Uh, but I've been using this stuff. I've built up uh, a couple sets of irons with it. And so far, I've been really happy. It's worked really well. Uh, super solid. It's, you know, it, it actually, the, the working life on it is a little bit longer 
than I thought it would be. Uh, I thought it was going to be like really short, kind of like that uh, that really uh, not five minute epoxy, but something where the gel time was like you know really really short, ten minutes, whatever. Uh, it I, I don't when I build clubs like I, when I build a set of irons, I have everything laid out, all the parts, you know, ferrules, tip weights, all that stuff laid out, ready to go. Everything's ready to go, and I usually. I usually shoot out enough to do like one or two clubs and then I mix it, do those, and then I mix another batch. And part of that is um, I kind of learned it from an, an old guy uh, that I, or a guy that I learned it from years and years and years ago was if you do a whole big set and all of a sudden something gets mixed wrong, whatever, you know, the whole set could fail. All the heads fall off and whatever. <laughs> if you do like one or two clubs individually, if one of them fails, it's a bad mix or bad ratio or whatever. The one will fail, and you'll kind of know which one it is because, like for me, I take an old Golf Works catalog and I put, you know, I go boom, 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 and I just I actually do a little mix for each one so I can kind of like know like oh here's the pitching wedge nine iron eight iron whatever they're all little splotches and if one is all of a sudden like you know forever tacky never gets you know firm never draw you know hardens up I can know which club may have a problem and either go fix it or whatever so I, I don't I've never been somebody who mixes like a huge batch and then you know does every single club i just don't do it that way um <clears throat> so this stuff I, I thought the working life was short but you know it didn't really matter because that's not how i i do build my clubs anyway uh the working life's actually a little longer than i thought uh it probably is around that 15 minute mark i guess it was kind of you know in my mind i was counting down like five minutes but uh the stuff works really well the one thing i do have to say is, is a lot of people sent me some dms and comments when i first posted this stuff and you know, they're looking to try something different as well. Uh, and I guess finding the 10 to 1 ratio gun for these older style cartridges is tough. So I ended up finding mine on eBay. I paid like 22 bucks for it or something like that. It works great. Uh, it's the, There's a 3M version, like an authentic 3M version of this little, uh, you know, mixing gun. And it was like $100 plus everywhere online. And uh, thankfully, I kind of like snagged the model number off of it and searched that and found on eBay some guy was selling uh, it's not a bad gun. It, it feels pretty sturdy. Like it's made out of, you know, plastic, but it's not super flexible or anything like that. It seems to be good for 25 bucks or $22. And I think shipping. So 25 bucks, I, I got the, uh, the whole gun. So, but it's worked really well. It's definitely way thicker, uh, than standard epoxy. Like I've been using a, a lot of the Brampton and golf works, uh, like tour set, which is like, kind of like 90 minute, uh, like the gel time is like 20 minutes or something or 30 minutes. And then like, you know, like kind of like mostly cured in, in 90 minutes. Um, I've been using a lot of that. And then I switched, you know, switched over this and it's far, far thicker. <laughs> it's a, it's a much thicker, uh, uh, viscosity. It goes into the head, but you have to worry. It is a little stringy in a sense. Like it does stick to, you know, like I use an old, like, uh, Red Wings pencil, uh, that I used to kind of line, you know, uh, to put the epoxy inside the hosel and uh, on the tip of the shaft and things like that. It is a little stringy, a little sticky. It does kind of like, you know, as you pull the the, the pencil out of the hosel, you'll see a little bit of that. Uh, it'll, it'll kind of like stringy up. So you do have to kind of beware that you may have to wipe something up or be careful where that goes. Other than that, it works pretty well. It's got little like kind of a, it's light blue uh, when you mix it, this 8410. It's light blue, but it's got these little beads in it as well um, that actually... I guess we're meant for if you were basically putting two pieces together and like clamping them under, under a heavy force, the beads make sure that there's enough uh, epoxy, you know, in between the two pieces to, to bond. Um, you know, it does it center any better in the in the head? No. Uh, one of the guys in the, in the Gulf of the Rex forums was saying like not to add you know centering beads to it, 
and you really don't. I mean, it is thicker, so it does fill that hosel and the gap between shaft hosel. Uh, if there is any type of like play, this fills it out pretty, pretty well. But uh, I built two sets of irons. Uh, one of the sets of irons I'll talk about tonight, I actually built with it. I built two sets of irons, and I want to say at least like two driver shafts with it so far. Uh, and everything's held together uh, really, really well. And I, the other thing that's interesting is, so I, I usually, when I build it, I put a little bit of epoxy inside the ferrule uh, as I slide it on, just to kind of ho hopefully stop that from creeping up when you hit off mats a lot. So I put a little bit in there and then, you know, put the club together, wipe any excess off, all that. And usually with the, the Brampton Golf Works, whatever, you know, you, you do the same thing. And, you know, when after it's dry, like the next day, whatever, and you could bend it, there'd be that almost initial, like, almost like a crack of kind of the, the ferrule moving a touch on the shaft or whatever. There was always like a little snap or whatever. And with this, there's none of that. Like, it's super, super solid. So, so far, I've been really impressed. I've been really happy with it. The other thing that's weird about it, it does have a kind of a smell. Again, it's not supposed to be not. It's not supposed to be toxic, but it definitely does have uh, a smell to it. So when you first bust it open and fire away uh, some of that on the uh, on your mixing board or cup or whatever you use, definitely has a smell. It's gonna smell to it. But so far, I've been really pleased with the 8410. Uh, it's worked really well. Oh, I've done a couple putters with it as well. So uh, so far, I've been doing that. Um, worked really well. Uh, I haven't had any problems uh, mixing. It's been really simple, and uh, as long as you get used to the interesting ratio that comes out of the cartridge uh pretty good so and 8410 for a 50 milliliter cartridge is about 20 it, it depends i the first the first cartridge i bought off of amazon i got for like 17 dollars uh they're up at around 20 right now uh, when i looked the other you know today so uh, i don't need anything yet but uh they are they have gone up a little bit which is a little bit of a bummer but still it's kind of nice i i don't use a whole lot like i mean you fire off like the the small amount you need and that's it and it's kind of nice just to you know grab the trigger pull it done and uh and mix so i've been pretty happy with it it's worked pretty well and uh you know i haven't had any failures or anything like that so i'll continue to use it and i still have some brampton stuff over there that uh that i can use as well if for some reason i want to or need to but i think i may switch over to the DP eighty four ten NS from three uh, M, I might switch over to that uh, that permanently. So, but pretty cool. Uh, the sets I've built, I built the the zero three one seven CBs. I put a set of Project X shafts in there. I built up. Um, I want to say the NS Pro putter shafts uh, that I put in. I used it, and I want to say something else. Uh, well. The shafts I'm going to talk about, into <laughs> the heads I'm going to talk about tonight. Uh, I built those with the that stuff, and you know the the sinister shaft into an all fit tip, and something else. There was something else I built with it. But anyway, <clears throat> built a bunch with it. Been really happy with it. Um, you know what's in the bag stuff? Uh, it's kind of a really in the mix right now, because I've got a new set of irons. Uh, I've shafted up the axioms, which today we're going to talk about axiom. Uh, I've shafted up the axioms, uh, so those are ready to go, and then, uh, yeah, I've got uh, another set, and I think I might, uh, I might want to reshaft the I-230s. I don't know, we'll see. I've got a set of shafts sitting over there. I've got some uh, some KBS PGI 100s. I might want to throw those in there. We'll see. So I'm kind of going, it like, seems like a big move to graphite for a lot of the stuff I've been doing. But, um, but yep, so everything has uh, been going well. Uh, my golfing, uh, played down at Bella Vista a bunch, which is uh, which is always fun, uh, down in Coldwater, Michigan. Again, if you haven't played it, it is a little bit of a hidden, I don't want to say a hidden gem, but it's kind of a little bit of a gem. Uh, it's like, I think under 50 bucks to play it, uh, and 
in really good shape. I think the only green, uh, I don't want to, is it 14? There's a little bit up. It's got a little fungus on it. It's not bad, though. It's just really small patches. So depending on where they put the pin, it may not even matter. Uh, but they got a little bit of fungus growing on that one. And then uh, it seems like a lot of guys on 16 haven't been replacing, uh, haven't been uh, fixing ball marks. So I fixed a bunch uh, on Thursday when I played there, and uh, there were there were still a lot. So uh, if you're playing Bella Vista, you get to 16. Fix some ball marks, please. Uh, it's not that hard. And uh, but yeah, but it was a good uh, good week. Got it all in. I thought uh, one of the rounds, I think it was Monday. I thought it was supposed to rain, so we didn't know if we were going to get it in. We did, thankfully. Uh, but I played Saturday, but Saturday, mo- Saturday, Monday, Thursday, and then I played uh, two rounds of little Iapawa golf. Uh, <laughs> golf course uh which is a little nine hole track uh, that's that's over near uh, uh where my my parents place is so played a few of those and uh it was uh it was it was a lot of fun but anyway played some golf uh saturday's round played terrible uh really did just had a bunch of big numbers and just it was one of those days where the swing just never felt comfortable every swing just didn't feel good whether it was a putting stroke whether it was a driver irons whatever uh, and i think i shot 86 uh, i think it was like an 87 but you know the handicap is you put it in, it goes through, you know, goes through and takes some strokes off. So I think it went down to 86 Monday went out and played far, far better. Um, I think the front nine, I shot even par, uh, I made, yeah, three bogeys. So I made a bogey on one, uh, a bogey on two and then uh, a bogey on nine, but I made three part, three birdies in a row, uh, on four, five and six, which four is a really tough hole to birdie. Uh, five and six are pretty easy. Those are, those are birdieable holes. I mean, they're, they're pretty gettable. Um, but four is, that's probably the, the first time I've birdied that hole maybe ever. Uh, I would love to go. I wish I, I wish I would keep like historical data of, of, of my scores there, but I probably, there's the first time I've ever birdied that hole. Hit a, hit a decent drive. Uh, it wasn't great, but hit a decent drive out there. Uh, and then had like a little eight iron that I hit thin, uh, to into the green and, I was like, wow, it ended up pretty good, just left of the pin, and when it got up there, it was like a foot uh, from uh, left of the pin, so uh, I thought it was definitely long, pin was in the back, and if you go long on the hole, it's, you're just dead, so I thought it was toast when it left the face, ended up being in good, a good spot, uh, made the putt, and then, uh, yeah, birdied five, birdied six, and uh, hit a good shot on seven, and just, you know, missed the putt. So it was uh, a solid round, and then uh, nine is always kind of, nine and ten are always kind of a nemesis hole, because... Tension is brutal, but uh, it was uh, it was a good round. So I shot even par there, and then walked off, and I think I made like double on ten. Uh, right, <laughs> I think my bogey on nine, double on ten, because um, <clears throat> ten is just it's just hitting that green. It's like even if you hit the green, you can barely hold it. If you hit, I mean, you have to hit the left side so perfect, or like draw it in there, whatever, and it just never do it. But uh, played really well that day. Shot seventy nine, uh, I believe, and then went back out on Thursday. Shot uh, shot another eighty six, uh, which was a little rough. And it was, uh, and, and that one there, it wasn't actually that bad. I just, I had a couple holes that just were annihilation. Uh, again, 11, uh, killed me. Uh, I, I think I hit my T-ball, two, I think I had a T-ball OB, if not two. Made a big number there. Uh, nine, I struggled with. I mean, it was just, it was the same holes uh, that get me every time. So, but other than that, I, I actually, I played pretty solid other than those, like, couple holes that really threw, threw my game off. So, played pretty well there, uh, but uh, played a lot. Been playing a lot uh, driver-wise. I'll play the front nine with one driver, back nine with another. Playing a lot of TSR2. Uh, just playing a lot of that head, playing really well with it. So, TSR2, I was, uh, I had, man, I played, like, four shafts, and I think I played that new Sinister in it. 
the Mitsubishi uh, Tensei 1K Pro Blue. I uh, played the TR Blue, TR Red. Uh, I was playing uh, a bunch of different shafts in there. So that's kind of been my go-to head, kind of my gamer. Um, I, I brought uh, the Aerojet, the standard Aerojet. I know I had the LS before that I was messing with. I brought the standard one down there. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, that, that thing, I just, man, I can't hit the center. I, I, hit, I don't hit bad drives with it. Like, it's just I'm hitting it off the heel or I'm hitting it a little off the toe, whatever. Uh, they're going straight. They go kind of out there. I'm just not hitting it in the center. Where the TSR2, I definitely hit it in the center. But the ball speeds on that Aerojet are really, really good. So brought that. Uh, and then I think I also had my uh, Stealth 2 Plus, excuse me, uh, out there also. So kind of just rotated through and was hitting drivers. Uh, I brought two full bags. Uh, so a week-long vacation, four total of four rounds of golf. I brought two full golf bags, uh, you know, two putters, all that, multiple heads, multiple shafts. So I was switching stuff out. So it was uh, it was good. So I played most of my rounds with the my combo. I finally built. I got them built up before I left and played pretty much all. But I played. I think I played eighteen without them. But I played everything else with the new Fujikura Axiom one hundred five S's. So. 105S is what your boy is uh, is rocking in the new uh, the new Fujikur Axioms, uh, and uh, they're built up in, of course, the Vega Mizar Tour heads. So that was the one uh, that I was pretty sure I was going to put them into, uh, and I ended up going that route, and pretty happy I did. These uh, are a pretty pretty lethal combination, and then uh, I went through and actually bent these all 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 week. Uh, I think the pitching wedge I bent three degrees weak because i think these are based off like a 42 degree pitching wedge bend it back to 45 everything's at least one or two degrees weak on these um so i try to kind of match them up to kind of irons i got fit into uh my the first that i got fit into uh, was a set of Strixon, the z the z5 i had a, I had a 765 565 combo set so i've got those specs up on my wall and i pretty much do everything to those uh and then the new set of irons i got is basically st- Stock loft lie or uh, loft lie and length, so I gotta I gotta measure it and see what uh, those guys are. But uh, yeah, I mean everything pretty much built them back to uh, to standard length, and I do have to say, adding a little loft to them was pretty nice because uh, the faces are, are are really hot. These things uh, they go like crazy, so they're super hot. And adding a little bit of loft just helps kind of get the ball in the air uh, a little more uh, for me. And uh, yeah, they uh, the axioms are in. So it was a, uh, a fun little build uh, with these bad boys. I'm going to set the actual iron down and just pull the, a, a raw shaft I've got that I haven't uh, cut or anything. Uh, it's just kind of sitting there uh, ready to go. But uh, this is, uh, yeah, the brand new Axiom. So the build is actually pretty fun because they're actually, instead of, which I think I talked about in this other show, uh, um, that they're not built on the same, like my Fuji Pro 115s, you basically get eight, seven or eight, whatever, how many clubs you have, uh, two iron blanks. Uh, you tip them, you know, all the way down from like, you know, an inch or half inch all the way down to like four inches, three inches. And then, but, you know, butt trim to length, uh, these built on three different blanks. So there's the LP, which is the long, the MP and the SP. So they're built on, uh, the short, medium longs. And this one here is actually the long. This is basically the four iron. And right now I don't have the four iron installed because, I didn't, I, I don't know, I, I want to play, like I keep playing my Ping Eye crossover, 
Um, and I don't know if I want to necessarily reshaft it because I'm hitting it pretty good. So <laughs> it's here, it's waiting. It may go in that eye crossover um, if things uh, go awry a little bit, but right now it's here uh, waiting. But it's easier than uh, if you're watching this on YouTube for me to have this uh, in my hand here. But uh, yeah, these new axioms, uh, I'm 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 super impressed with the with the set I built up. They're they're really uh, really really solid and. Yeah, these uh, are the 105s, are the ones that I ended up going with. They make a 75, a 105, and a 125, uh, but the 125 is only made in X-Flex. So if you're a stiff, stiff flex guy like me, 105 is going to be the heaviest they make. You'll be optioning 75 and, and 105. Um, I asked the boys at Fuji about you know 125 stiff. I know back in the day when Mitsubishi came out with the MMT, the 125 only came in uh, an X as well, and then they eventually came out with a stiff version. Fuji basically said they'll, have, they'll wait and see and, you know, see how their fitters, uh, you know, utilize these things. And if, you know, there is a, a room for it, a demand for it, uh, we could, you know, see different weights and different flexes and different options. So uh, the 75-gram uh, version goes all the way down to R2, which is kind of a light flex, and then they go regular stiff. The 70 or the, the 80 or the 105 is made in stiff and X and then the 125 only in X. So uh, 105 grams is the weight uh, they're built to, whether it's a short, medium or long blank, uh, they're all built at 105. And then, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're fun to build. So the tipping is pretty interesting, like the four iron. Uh, basically, the longs are built for a two, three and four iron. So for this, you would tip this shaft one inch. Because the two iron you tip zero, three iron you tap tip half an inch, four iron you tape an inch, and then the five iron, which goes to the MP, the mi the the middle length uh, blank, you tip the five iron zero, and then the six iron half an inch, seven iron one inch, and when you get to the shorts, it is back to an eight iron of zero inches, seven iron of uh, uh, of of one or half an inch, and then in a nine iron wedge uh, of of one inch. Uh, so pretty interesting and the other thing too is that you can kind of you know tip these a little more a little less uh and you can still soften hard step them because uh what you would do is if you wanted to soft step everything you would take this long blank and basically tip it an inch like a four iron and put it in the five iron shaft uh and just slide everything down the uh the list so pretty cool that you can still hard step and soft step and it just gives guys who are builders uh, a lot of options to uh, to build but um yeah got them built up uh put them together Really, really, actually, a pretty good build. Uh, I had the Vega, the Mysore Tours had Shimada, uh, Shimada Tours in there, which I think are 120 grams or right around 110, 120, uh, so a little bit heavier. So I was a little worried about swing weight, and every time you move from steel to graphite, you're always a little bit worried about, you know, are you going to get the swing weight right? And, uh, yeah, built them a standard length, uh, standard loft, and what is it, two degrees, one to, you know, between one and three degrees weak uh, in terms of loft. But uh, the build actually went really, really well. I think uh, only one iron uh, I had to use tip weights for. Uh, they're all built to basically uh, D2 uh, or D1.5 to D2. They're all really, really close. Uh, I think one or two irons I had to use a tip weight. I think the five iron I might have needed a two gram uh, tip weight. And in the uh, pitching wedge, uh, I wanted to get that one to D3. So I think I put a two or four gram in that one as well. rest of them... All straight in, uh, no tip weights, and that was pretty awesome. I thought about putting two grams uh, in all of them and making them, you know, straight D D two, but I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't really need to. Most of them are getting to like D one and a half anyway, 
So moving them to D two and a half, you know, what, what's the big deal? And, uh, you know, these things don't swing way down. I mean, I don't play anything crazy anyway. I'm like a D two guy anyway. So, uh, they worked out uh, really well. So I was, I was pretty surprised or not surprised, but I was pretty uh, impressed that building them, uh, was pretty easy and they came out, uh, swing weight wise, really, really close. Now, if you build stuff shorter length or whatever, you know, then you may run into some things with, uh, with some, some tip weights and stuff like that, or adding lead tape to heads, but, um, you know, standard length in these Vega heads worked out really, really well. And the nice thing too is that Vega, uh, their, their, their tolerances, weight tolerances tend to be really, really good as well. So everything was pretty consistent throughout the board. So went through, did all these, had to sand them all down, uh, which is a pain, sand them all down to taper tip, uh, which I mean, it's a pain, but also, you know, most of the people who get these are going to have them installed by their club builders. So they're not going to have to go through that, but, but they're all three seventies that you can sand down to 355. So sand it down to 355 taper, which takes a long time because you just want to go slow because you don't want to destroy a shaft. And I didn't want to have to ruin a tip and then have to call, uh, you know, my boys at Fuji and ask for a replacement and uh, feel the ridicule of, uh, of destroying a shaft. So went slow and, uh, and and got those knocked out. But it was it was a fun build, just something, you know, slightly different. Uh, so I really had uh, a, a kind of a, a fun time uh, putting these bad boys together. Uh, and they look really good. You know, matte black shafts, uh, you know, with the velo core down near the tip is always pretty cool. Uh, you know, just went straight black uh, ferrules. I know everybody's kind of into the BBNF stuff and the different ferrules. And I don't know, I just, I switch shafts and clubs and all that way too much to spend the money on, you know, $40 ferrules. So I go with my, my cheap, straight, you know, just black three quarter inch uh, ferrules. And then, uh, yeah, the shafts look really good. Uh, I like the way they look. Most of the graphics are, of course, on the underside. They do have that uh, little Fuji logo and just a little herringbone kind of pattern uh, up on the top. Uh, I know some people don't love, you know, they wanted this, this the top being all blank. I'll tell you what, it, it starts up so, you know, it starts up near the handle. So really, when you play them, you don't really notice it. Uh, at least I don't. I mean, when I first put them down, of course, like the first like few shots, you know, I'm pulling the clubs out and I kind of want to see it. And it's like, oh man, these things are new and cool. Um, so, you know, seeing them there, uh, you know, initially, yeah, you might notice the logo or something like that. But then after that, yeah, I, I pretty much didn't notice anything and just went about my uh, day playing and, you know, an, an all black shaft, but, uh, they're really good. They're, uh, the stiffs are pretty darn stout. I know, uh, you know, people used to talk about back in the day, if you play, it went from, you know, a stiff steel. A lot of guys would go to X and, and graphite because they felt like it was a similar stiffness. Uh, I think with these things, you know, go get fit. But, you know, if you're going to go and, and, you know, try these, if you play into a stiff, buy a stiff. If you play an X, play an X. And, you know, I guess if you need to feel like you need to hard step them or something like that, uh, go for it. But they're, they're overall pretty darn stout. And if you play a stiff, I think you're going to be able to play a stiff in the Axiom with no problem. Uh, it's uh, it, it's a stout shaft. It, it really is. Even the even the 75 when I hit that, I was kind of shocked at how kind of stout and stable that is for for a lighter weight uh, weight shaft. So uh, out on the course, uh, really the you know first of all we'll, we'll go with 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 kind of the feel. Extremely solid. Uh, I, I really like the Pro 115. The Pro series is really good. I played the 115. I played some 95s. Uh, and really like those shafts. Uh, these are definitely more solid. Uh, they just don't, you know, the, the the pros would have maybe just a touch of vibration uh, that was, you know, uh, I don't want to say harsh, but uh, you get that touch of vibration that gets to the hands. Uh, with this, it doesn't. When you hit it solid, it is an absolute heavy thud. You know, 
kind of the stuff you hear on Sundays when you're watching golf on TV is just that and the ball just, you know, goes, uh, in terms of loading, definitely easy to uh, definitely easy to feel the, the, the shaft load. Yet it isn't super super flexible. Uh, it's it's definitely you know as I said it's definitely stout. And on that you know transition to the downswing, I mean you're going to feel the shaft load a, bit, a little bit, uh, but it is not anything where it's going to feel like it's not with you or you can't go a little bit harder uh, or anything like that. It's it definitely stays with you the whole way. Uh, but it, and it is but it is still smooth. Uh, you'll feel that thing load. You'll feel it kind of release and impact. Interesting thing at impact is that, you know, and I know I talked about it the the first time after, you know, the, the trip out there and playing uh, playing 18 holes with a set of uh, Mizuno Pro 225s with the Axiom 105Ss in them, that it was one of those things you kind of have to trust it to release it, uh, you know, because you hit everything a little bit right. And I did the same thing because uh, I hadn't played, you know, I played them then and then I hadn't, I've, I've been back to steel shafts and, you know, other shafts or whatever uh, for the past little while. Uh, and then finally got these. And of course the first, uh, you know, the, probably the first, you know, most of the first 18, uh, I left almost every shot out to the right. Uh, I just, you know, trusted to turn it over. Uh, it just, it's, I think it's such a stable and stiff tip section that it just does not, you know, it does, if you don't release the club, the ball, the, the club head's not releasing. It's not going to, you know, it's not giving you that extra, you know, weak little kick up or anything like that. It's it's a shaft that's that's built for, you know, for accuracy and stability. And that stability will kind of trick you for the first, uh, you know, round or so. And then after that, uh, I started to get into, you know, finally trusting it and actually hitting it and actually releasing it and realizing it's not going to go left. Uh, but, uh, that feeling is, is still there on the first couple shots that, uh, you just really have to commit and trust it and, and hit those shots, um, you know, or, or hit that or release the club make sure you kind of get the hands through it and, uh, and, and turn it over. Cause if you don't, you're going to hit it right at target. Now, the, the funny thing is it goes right at target, but it doesn't go that far right at target. It's not like you're hitting these big slices off the planet. It just goes a little bit right at target. And typically if you're aiming like center of the green, Maybe you catch the right side or just, uh, you know, a hair under the rough. Uh, but uh, the ball, you know, it, it will not turn over super easy. Uh, so if you're a guy like me who hits it to the left and you're always worried about that shot, these, in, in a way, whether it's a, a mental thing or whatever, they, they definitely help, uh, you know, not turn it over uh, to the left. They, they definitely want to go straight. Uh, and uh, and it does. It takes a few <laughs> a few holes uh, to to get the trust down. And maybe for some of you, it may be faster than that or easier than that. Uh, but for me, it probably took about sixteen holes uh, to get uh, get back to hitting it uh, hitting it solid. But once I did, really, I mean, I'm gonna say it's a compliment. You didn't notice a whole lot different. You know, yardages weren't changing. Uh, the only thing I did notice for me, they did. I got them back up at making these weak. I got a little bit of that launch back, uh, but I noticed when I played the 225s, I thought they came out a little bit lower than the Pro 115s. I love the Pro 115, and I love part of about it. It was a little heavier weight, launch ball up in the air pretty easily, and uh, this, you know, is a little bit lower launching. But again, thankfully, I, you know, bent these things weak to fit my specs. And the nice thing is I bent them weak. And I'm still hitting the yardages that I I, I want to hit, so which is uh, really well. And I tell you what, the miss hits on these are what's really impressive. It's hitting it solid. You know, if I'm hitting a seven iron 160, I hit it solid. The seven iron goes 160. It's just what it is. But the amazing part is that a lot of the miss hits stay on line and carry farther than they did with the the steel shafts that were in here. Those Shimadas. Um, 
you know, I talked about, you know, I made three birdies in a row on, on Monday. The shot on four uh, was with these, and I hit it low in the face with an eight iron from about 150, and I figured, oh, well, I'll be in the front of the green or just in front. You know, I'll chip it on, have a long putt, whatever. It's not a big deal. And the ball ended up going pin high. Um, you know, I've had a, I had a handful of shots that I just I hit and said, oh, man, that's just not there. Just because the feedback that you got, you knew you missed it, whether I hit it a little bit off the toe or hit it thin. And then you get up there and you're almost pin high. And it was pretty impressive to see how consistent and, and stable these these things were because I would admit, I mean, these heads are forgiving. Don't get me wrong. It, the, the, these heads, they've got a hot face on them. They go. But those same shots that I'd miss out there with the Shimadas would come up a little bit shorter. They would come out a little bit right or left. Or the, the miss would be a little more drastic. These were really, really accurate. And that, that's the big thing is that the misses were really, really good. Uh, you know, from the, you know, the, the, what, 36 holes or no, 30, 54 holes that I played with these things. Um, I, I, you know, I was really impressed with how well those miss hits went. And I just, and it was one of those where people kind of thought I was that jerk who, you know, you'd have the almost Hideki one arm, like, you know, miss and you just go, Oh man, I hit it off the toe. Like, you know, you, what are you doing? And then you look and the ball hits, you know, the front of the green or it's pin high, just left or whatever. Uh, it was really impressive to see how good the misses are and and you know with with the 115s and, and those those t100s i i you know definitely i mean i love those heads that combo was really good those irons were were super solid got away with some good stuff when you missed it but not that good uh these things really kept the ball in line uh and really reduced i think the amount of twisting this head had as you know when you did strike it off the toe or low off the, low on the on the face or whatever it is you just didn't get a ball that moved a whole, whole lot offline, and you still got a ball that carried pretty darn well. Um, it was it was just kind of amazing. Uh, again, solid shots felt really, really good. It just mutes a little bit more vibration than the pros, uh, just a little bit more solid feel. And, you know, I know these heads, I will say, are probably a little softer than those, those T100 heads, but either so, I mean, hitting these things solid, it just it kind of had that magical kind of whoosh and thud that, you hear on Sundays and Saturdays when you're watching TV and you just, you know, pray you can do it a couple times the next day when you're playing. Yeah. That was basically every shot that was close to center or on center just had that, uh, had that feel to it. Launch is a little bit flatter. Uh, as I said, a little bit flatter than the, the pro one fifteens. I would consider this thing kind of a, a true mid launching shaft. Um, I think in the one Oh five and the S, if you go on like Fuji site, they kind of list it as, um, the 105 S is kind of a, a, a mid low or a, a mid low spin, mid low launch, uh, and I think that's pretty accurate. I think uh, you know if you if you consider the Pro, um, you know, kind of a mid high, and then like the MCI, if you ever played it, to me was like a, a definitely a mid low, if not kind of lower launching. It was substantially lower than the Pro for me. Uh, these kind of find their their sweet spot right in between. If you're a super high ball hitter, you know, you, you definitely can can are going to be able to see. Uh, this thing kind of uh, lower a little bit of ball flight uh, spin was uh, it was not crazy low. Uh, you didn't get a lot of, you know, you definitely didn't get it out of the fairway, especially you didn't get any shots that just flew like crazy. You didn't get any of those like low spinning, just kind of flyers, uh, even out of the rough, which Bella Vista doesn't have the craziest rough. So flyers aren't a huge, huge problem there. Um, they just, they typically the way the holes are set up there's just not a ton of there's not a ton of rough on a lot of holes and they don't keep it super super long uh for the most part but yeah there's you know 
Definitely enough spin to keep control. Hitting balls out of the rough. The release is pretty darn predictable. Uh, and and you know with these you know going high enough, I didn't really have to worry about you know how much was the ball going to release, uh, whether it was out of the rough or off the fairway or even off the tee on the par threes. Uh, distance control was was really spot on. And you know when you missed it, it still went a good way. So you were you were in good shape. But uh, well struck shots, you knew exactly what they were going to do. And as long as you trusted enough to kind of release the club and, and get it going, it it went at the target. Uh, there was definitely a little less spin or a little less curvature uh, on missed shots. Uh, there's only one shot that kind of sticks out to me that actually had kind of like a, a, a big fade on it. And uh, it was on a hole seven. It was, it was a par three. It's like 160. It was, I think it was playing 165 up the hill. So almost, you know, playing like 170, hit a six iron, and I just didn't commit to the shot, and it kind of flared right. And again, it was one of those that ended up actually like kind of, I made it past, there's a big tree over there, and I made it past the tree because I thought I was going to have some problems with the tree. And I made it past the tree and, you know, didn't have a, an easy up and down to get the ball on the green, but uh, that was the only ball that actually had a good amount of curve to it. Everything else when you missed it was pretty much straight right, straight left. Really, really consistent and just really tightened up uh, a lot of those misses. And I don't think I really had, I had a few little tugs left, which, you know, for my swing, I get over the top, I get down on it, I hit it left. The ball started out left, it stayed right there. I didn't, I had a, like a little less of that compared to, like I brought the Ping I-230s with those Nippon 105s. And with those there, on, on some of the misses, you could definitely tell there was a little more curvature to the ball. Um, but these, when you missed it, uh, were basically straight right, straight left. You just didn't see a whole lot of movement uh, in the ball when it was in the air. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the shots off the toe, which have been uh, kind of my, my nemesis for a little while, those uh, have held on really, really well. And I, I did, uh, you know, those were working out really well. They stayed on line. They didn't go hard left. Um and stuff that was kind of low heel and thin on the face still got high enough in the air to uh, to carry to greens and still had enough spin on it to uh, to get it to stop. Uh, you know, as I was saying, the spin on these, uh, I know they're kind of they're listed as mid low for the 105 stiffs, and again, I, I don't mind a little bit of spin. So uh, having a little bit of spin and getting to stop on the green was was no problem whatsoever. And you know, a little bit of spin for me just adds a little bit of control. Uh, hit the uh, uh, from the five iron on the pitching wedge. You know, all of them easy to get up in the air. Uh, you can definitely work the ball with these. You know, they're not just launching the ball super high. That does have some penetrating and some boring flight to it. So if you're somebody who you know wants to hit it low and kind of hit that little stinger and stuff like that, these are going to lie to pretty much hit any shot in the book. Uh, I was pretty. Uh, you know, I don't do that. I don't hit like you know stuff that's low, high, whatever. I just try to hit high, soft landing shots into the green, um, and that's what uh, this was kind of offering me that. Yeah, so overall, I'm super impressed. I really like these things. Um, I'll, I'll definitely get out and throw some, you know, throw these things on my my full swing uh, kit and get some actual numbers for you. Because I know for some guys that's that's a, a big deal. But uh, if you're a guy who's looking for kind of that that mid even mid low launching iron shaft, moving to graphite uh, for whatever reason, whether it's consistency, whether it's something where you know if you've got uh, tennis elbow or something like that, elbow, elbow shoulder back. Uh, these things definitely reduce a lot of more, a lot of vibration uh, compared to uh, the steel shafts. And you know, if you're just looking for something that's uber stable, uber accurate, um, it's it's hard to beat these bad boys. I mean, you know, we're finally getting Velo Core, which we all loved in uh, in wood shafts. We're finally getting it in the uh, the iron shafts, and it, it, it's not disappointing. So, 
I've, uh, I'm really excited to keep playing these bad boys. This is, you know, they went in the gamer set. Uh, so here they are and it's, uh, it, it's pretty cool to, to keep playing them. And, uh, I'm excited to, to hit these more and more cause they are really, really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really, most of the time I try to think of something negative to say, uh, on, or not negative, but something, you know, that I would wish there would be a, a little bit different, uh, on here. And really, I don't really have anything uh, on there. I guess for me, if they they launched a smidge higher, I would I would like it even more, because uh, then I could you know take a you know strengthen these lofts just a hair and and hit them a little higher. But uh, the the tweaking the amount of tweaking I needed to do in terms of, of lowering those those or moving those lofts, I did it before I put the the before I put these shafts in anyway, uh, just because I wanted to see you know the difference in you know what is going to notice a big difference in distance and stuff like that and. Uh, so I moved them back right before I switched them, and then after I shafted these up, threw them back in the old Mitchell, and uh, and you know made sure everything was uh, was was set to the right specs. And so far, been really happy. And you know, again, I'm not hitting these things crazy further, but I'm hitting the same distances that I wanted to hit them. So uh, a seven iron with these is you know 160 to 165, uh, depending on kind of the conditions, and you know pitching wedge is still kind of 130. Um, so it's, it's kind of the, the same distance I've been used to for a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm still there. And I think that's a, a big thing is that you don't have to change anything. You know, the, the consistency is already there, the stability is there. And, uh, you know, you're just seeing a miss hit that, that ends up, you know, playing a little easier and a little better <laughs> than, uh, than it was. So, uh, overall just a, a sick, sick combination, you know, Mizar tours, axioms, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So, you know, Vega Fujikura combo. Um, and then a cheap uh, Amazon King Grass grip because I go through too many grips. Uh, so, but these things are pretty good. They're not bad. They've been holding up pretty well. Um, but anyway, these uh, Fujikura Axiom, go to FujikuraGolf.com. Uh, you can kind of check out all the specs, all that. Uh, they give you a ton of info uh, on these things. And yeah, the 105 is probably, I would say, they'll probably sell the most of the 75s because, you know, between R, you know, the R2, the Reg, and the Stiffs. Uh, but I think the 105... Uh, will do really, really well for a lot of golf beer extras. And I think people will be pretty impressed, you know, guys who played 120-gram shafts trying the 105s. Uh, it'll be pretty uh, pretty interesting to see how stable they are and all that. You don't have to go crazy, crazy heavy. Uh, but those 125s, uh, they're not bad. I, I hit them uh, when I was out at, uh, in Carlsbad. I hit them out there, and they're actually a little more playable than I thought. I, I thought they were going to be absolute telephone poles. They're not bad at all. Uh, and honestly, the 75 stiff was actually pretty darn good. So, um yeah, overall, just really, uh, really impressed. Uh, really liked uh, how these things played, and excited to play them more. And I'm right now played a bunch with them, and this is probably the the iron set I played the most this year. Uh, even with these shafts now, I've probably played it the most this year, and I'm I'm, I'm still excited to go play them. So, really, really good. Uh, the axioms are, are solid, man. Uh, you know, Fuji, uh, you know, with the Velo core, they, they did it. And I know a few people have asked like, you know, oh, we haven't seen them on tour or anything yet. And I don't know, it, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> they're, they're really, really good. So maybe we'll see them, uh, shortly, uh, out on tour and stuff. But, uh, right now, uh, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan. I think they're, uh, they're really, really good. So this set, uh, is built. It's staying here for a while and uh, I'm excited to to play some more with it but um that's about all i got today i think uh when I, I rambled long enough hopefully i didn't bore you all too much and then uh you know i'm thinking maybe i'll maybe i'll try to get the 75 to put it in the uh the the ping i crossover that'd be kind of cool i don't know we'll see we'll see the one of i've got this 105 here and I, i'm like i just don't want to mess with the ping but i kind of don't want to mess with the ping so i don't know maybe i'll just get myself another uh i crossover adapter put this thing on it and then 
try it out and see. But uh, either way, uh, the axioms are, are really impressive. Like I said, go to FujikuraGolf.com. Uh, check out all the details on uh, the axiom, and then also you can, uh, you know, go through and uh, and find your uh, your dealer, you know, your local dealer, and uh, and they can uh, get you out there, hit them, try them, try all three weights. I mean, well. I guess the 125, you fit into the X, but try all the weights and, uh, and see, uh, see how they go. So anyway, that's all I've got, um, today and hopefully you guys have a great weekend. Have a great rest of the week. I'm going to get out and try to play some golf. I know I've got league on Thursday and then, uh, maybe I'll get out and be able to play a little bit, uh, this weekend. We'll see. I'll, uh, I'll see. But, uh, anyway, that, uh, the other thing coming up is got the big, uh, the big golf outings going. Uh, the draft happened a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. I got my team dialed in for the Saragua, my, uh, my big golf outing. And, uh, there's been uh, a whole lot going on. Got my, you know, I'm, since I'm the captain, I've got uh, shirts picked out for the team. Uh, we're going with a little, uh, blue and kind of periwinkle stripe like Adam Scott wore uh, a few tournaments ago early this year. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, just rocking and rolling, man. I'm excited. So going to do, uh, excited for that. It's only like, it's less than a month away. It's, uh, end of August. So, Kind of crazy. That's going to be here uh, faster than I than I can than I, than I know. Um, but really excited uh, for that as well. So just a good uh, good time. So hopefully again, you guys are having a good one. Uh, again, if you're wherever you listen to the podcast, you could like, subscribe, all that. That'd be awesome. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Club Junkie Pod, and then also if you want to watch on YouTube, see my ugly mug. Uh, search Golf the Barracks Radio, and uh, and I am on there. So. Appreciate all the love, all that. Uh, I hopefully do Q and A. Hopefully, I did Q and A uh, yesterday. I don't know if I'm going to do it on the main Golf the Beer X account uh, or the uh, you know or the Club Junkie. We'll see. But I'm uh, going to do that, and then uh, yeah, it's uh, another week, man. So keep it rolling. Hopefully, you're playing good golf this year, and uh, excited to uh, to chat with you guys some more. We'll talk to you next week.